You're going to have to excuse us for a minute while we do a little house cleaning here, a little bit of rearranging. Dwayne is always so smooth about this kind of thing, and he makes it look so easy. With me, it's always um, bring your own furniture day at uh, Life Point Church. And so, um, yeah, hang on a second. And then, just to be on the prepared side, I don't know about you guys, has anybody else been suffering from allergies? Isn't it weird? This is just too early to be suffering from allergies. Oh, good grief. But yeah, it's been, uh, it's been awful the last week or so. You would think with all the rain, it would have kind of knocked everything out of the way. Um, my name, stand up here in front of the camera. My name is Matthew Robertson. If you guys uh, have never met me before, I would like very much to meet you. And uh, in fact, I'll be glad to meet you in the back of the sanctuary after service. Uh, I am the associate pastor at Life Point Community Church, and I say the associate pastor because we only have one, and uh, and I'm kind of it. Um, let's explain to you how things work this morning, in case this is your first time hearing me speak. I am not comfortable being up here. It makes me an absolute nervous wreck. And you may hear my voice shaking right now. What happens is, is as I settle down and get into the message, everything smooths out. So just bear with me for a few minutes and everything will work out just fine. See, like right now, I have to remember to breathe. Because <laughs> if I don't, it will be a very empty stage. <coughs> All right, I want to explain something to you first and foremost. Do you ever have God give you one of his little humblers? You know, just when you, you start thinking you're all that, you know, God comes along and you know, takes you down a little peg or two. Basically, it's God's way of, of refocusing your attention. And we're going to talk about that more in, in just a little bit. But I want to let you know that I had some rather extensive oral surgery a little while ago, and I'm wearing a temporary partial. And because the swelling hasn't quite all subsided yet, it doesn't quite fit all the way up against the roof of my mouth. And so every once in a while, I start to sound like Sylvester the cat. <laughs> okay? See, here's the real problem, is that sometimes my mouth gets going faster than my ears, and I don't always realize that it's happening. Okay? So I, I want you guys to repeat something. I want you to repeat after me. I want you to say, what? what? Do it one more time. What? what? Okay. For this morning, and this morning alone, no other time, I want you to shout that out if I start to slur my words. Okay? You are not going to interrupt the service. I promise you that. And I promise you I will not be offended. Remember, God's little humblers. Just a way of refocusing your attention. Number one it means I'm talking too fast. It means my mouth is getting ahead of my ears. And number two, God gave me this message to give to you, and it would be a shame if you didn't get to hear it. Okay? So for this morning, there is no condemnation for speaking out. Okay? In fact, I would be very grateful if you would do that. We are going to continue studying in, in, in the book of Psalms. And, and you may have noticed your notes, uh, oh, for you type A personalities, I feel bad for you because there, there are no fill in the blanks this week. Um, we are gonna cover about five or six Psalms this morning. We're not gonna cover them cover, but you know, 
front to back, but we're going to touch on them, and we're going to talk about the different emotions that are represented in the Psalms. So it's kind of a pick-and-choose-what-speaks-to-you kind of morning rather than a fill-in-the-blank kind of morning, okay? So that's what we're going to be doing this morning. Would you join me in a word of prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I love you, and I praise you, and I thank you for this gorgeous morning. Lord, thank you for bringing us all here together. Lord, be with us as we study a little bit more in your word and learn a little bit more about your nature and your character. And Lord, I pray that lives will be changed at LifePoint Church this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. All right, now, second, we're going to talk about feelings and emotions this morning, and, and I'm probably going to shock some of you because I'm actually going to talk about the positive aspects of feelings and emotions. Usually, I talk about the negative part about it. See, most, most feelings are based on circumstances. They're based on circumstances, not the things that we know to be true. See, fear and anxiety tells us that God has forgotten us or doesn't care. In Matthew 28, faith says that God tells us, I am with you always to the end of the age. See, there's acknowledge the negative, what you're feeling, focus on the positive, what God's word says about it, okay? Now, I haven't, or, or at least I hope I haven't, ever said that feelings weren't important. I hope I haven't ever said that. They have a place and a purpose in our lives Love, for example, is, is the only thing that kept my parents from putting me up for adoption. <laughs> I, I am definitely convinced of that. And see, even negative feelings, though, feelings like fear and, and, and worry play a role in our lives. They can often make us aware of potentially dangerous situations, either physically or spiritually. They can warn us about traps that are coming up ahead. More often than not, they reveal something about ourselves rather than our circumstances that needs attention. We'll talk a little bit more about that later too. And as we go through the Psalms, I want you to keep three things in mind. Number one, feelings and emotions come from God. They come from God and they have a place and a purpose in our lives. Number two, and this is gonna be even harder for some of you, it's okay to struggle. It's okay to struggle. Every human emotion from joy to thankfulness to anger and depression are expressed somewhere in the Psalms. And you don't get very far into the book of Psalms before you realize that a lot of them are not written from places of comfort and safety. The, very, the second Psalm, for example, talks about nations that conspire and people that plot in vain. Does that sound like a place of safety and comfort? I don't think so. Usually, the Psalms give us some, some insight into the personal struggle of the writer. And it, it can be a little frustrating at times because the way the Psalms are written, we rarely have any context um, as to what's going on when the Psalm is, is, is being written. Is, is the author in danger of, of being overtaken by his enemies? and our evil plot people plotting against him maybe? Or is this about a personal failure? Something that's going on in his life. Psalms give voice to how we feel when things aren't right in our lives. So let's look at the first couple of verses from Psalm 77, for example. 
He says, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and I would not be comforted. See, we have no idea what was going on at this point in the psalmist's life to make him feel that way. But this is clearly somebody who is struggling. And later on, he asks some very pointed questions. Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has he, in his anger, withheld his compassion? Those are hard questions. Those are hard questions. If you continue in Psalm 77, you, you realize that the words he writes um, are actually those of a person of tremendous faith who is asking these questions. I guarantee you that everybody in this church, regardless of how long they have been a Christian, has asked one or more of those questions at least once. Everybody has their faith stretched to the breaking point. Everybody. You've been tested beyond, beyond what you could take. You felt abandoned when God doesn't answer on our time frame or the way we think he ought to. See, some in church would have you believe that, that only those of little faith struggle. See, if the Psalms teach us anything, it's that even the strongest and most, most faithful have doubts and struggles. If David can question God's love and provision, what chance do we have? Struggling against hardship and fear or our own human failings doesn't indicate a lack of faith. Struggling is part of life and of faith. Jesus said, in this life you will have trouble. And he wasn't kidding. Acknowledge the negative. Focus on the positive. Or as Dwayne always says, it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. Third thing I want you to keep in mind as we go through the book of Psalms, it's okay to feel. For, for, for better or worse, every emotion you can feel is represented in the book of Psalms. There's a lot of comfort in that. There's a lot of comfort in that because it means that God understands whatever we may be going through. You notice I did not say condone. I did not say that. Simply having feelings, even, even the darker ones like, like anger, is not a sin in and of itself. The bigger question is, what did you do with it? Does your Bible have a list in the back of, of where to look when you're feeling strong emotions, feelings like anger or frustration or, or grief? Usually there are suggested verses to help you deal with them. Unfortunately, they are usually less than helpful. Usually they point to a passage of scripture or, or one of God's promises that calls for standing strong in the face of confrontation. Mm. And, and while that can be encouraging, on, on the one hand, it also suggests that as a person of faith, 
the only way to deal with negative emotions is to ignore them and move on. Let's say, for example, you're feeling angry. And you turn to the back of the, the, the list in the back of the Bible, it'll probably point you to scriptures like, like Ephesians 4.26. In your anger, do not sin, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Or it might point you to James 1.20. It says, for your anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. See, they're good verses. But they don't give you an outlet to deal with your anger. They only tell you that anger is not compatible with a life of faith. In other words, the only way you can react when you're angry is not to be angry. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I said. The only way you can react when you're angry is not to be angry. Just don't be angry. And if you try to suppress your anger, you're gonna fail. Oh, you are going to fail. And, and that just leads to a feeling of guilt and shame. When you do that, anger is a human emotion like all the rest, like all the rest, and it's common to all people. Furthermore, our anger may, in fact, be an appropriate response to whatever's going on in our life, whatever situation that we're facing. Even Jesus got angry. Jesus got angry. He got sad. He got frustrated. Emotions are never wrong. They can be misdirected at times, and we may wrongly act on those emotions, but the feeling itself is not wrong in and of itself. See, when we deny our emotions, we allow them to, 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 to build and to fester within us. We can trick ourselves into believing that we've moved past whatever we're dealing with, but in reality, all we've done is kick the can further down the road because it's going to come back out. It's going to come out eventually. Fortunately, Psalms give us a healthy spiritual way to deal with our emotion. Each and every Psalm, whether it's a Psalm of rejoicing or whether it's a Psalm of fear or even anger, does one thing first and foremost. The psalmist takes his case straight to the Lord and he says it out loud what it is that he's feeling. He takes it to the Lord. If you need to talk about your problems and your feelings, who better to talk to than your Heavenly Father? I mean, who better to talk to? Even earthly fathers try to give their children good counsel. How much more so will your Heavenly Father do for you? How much more will he give you? Out loud. Why is that important? Words have meaning. Words have power. At AA meetings, Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, every person has to stand up and repeat the words, my name is Matthew Robertson and I'm an alcoholic. Words have power. There's something powerful about saying it out loud. It's, it, it's a kind of confession in a way. And when you confess your sins to God, you break that sin's hold on your life and allow the Holy Spirit room to work. Let's look at how that works. Turn to Psalm 109, and we're going to start with verses 1 through 5. It says, My God, whom I praise, do not remain silent, for people are wicked and deceitful and have opened their mouths against me. They have spoken against me with lying tongues. 
I love them, but they try to destroy me with accusations even as I'm praying for them. They repay evil for good and hatred for my love. David cries out to God, begging him to answer his call. He, he, he describes what's going on, what he's going through. People are slandering him. Being slandered, lies being told about you is one of the most painful things you can have done, especially when you're tried to do the right thing by the Lord and for the people in your life. So we can all understand David is angry about what he's going through. He's angry. This is how angry he is. In verses 9 through 12, he begins to describe line by line everything he would like to see done to his enemies. May his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. May his children be wandering beggars. May they be driven from their ruined homes. May a creditor seize all he has. Now that's bringing in the government. That's kind of <laughs> going a little too far. May strangers plunder, plunder the fruits of his labor. May no one extend kindness to him or take pity on his fatherless children. This guy's angry. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever, have you ever, did somebody did something wrong to you and it's like, oh, I'd like to get them and just, see if you're, if you're honest. We've all been there. We've all been there, done that. What's so amazing, is the, the intensity of this anger is actually written in the Bible. It's, it's, it's a prayer to God that he's making in there. And the intensity doesn't end. There are more verses following this that describe what David wants God to do to his enemies. Not a pleasant chapter. However, nine verses later, something changes. David has a change of perspective. Okay? We've talked about perspective before. It, it's a powerful tool that God uses to, to change your focus from yourself or the situation to what you know to be uh, true about the nature and character of God or faith. I'm, uh, I'm going to show you a picture in just a minute that, that, that kind of illustrates what I'm trying to tell. It's a, it's a different way of, of looking at things. I'm going to show you a picture that kind of kind of illustrates what I'm trying to tell, but I want to tell you a story first. This happened to me just this last week. I think it was Tuesday night. Um, it was raining, and, and, and I was coming home from work, and there was a huge traffic jam. It took me 45 minutes to go the last five miles to my house, and I'd been working all day. I was tired. I had a sermon to write. I was cranky. I did not need this. So I started praying about it to God. I'm like, God, don't, don't, I got a sermon to write. I don't really need this. I don't need this in my life right now. You know what God said to me? He said, you need to tone it down a few notches. <laughs> and at that point, I realized that somebody was having a much worse day than I was. In fact, it turned out that several somebodies were having a much, much worse day than I was. And so I started praying for them instead of for me. I shifted those few words, tone it down, caused me to shift my focus from myself 
my situation to God and to others, my faithfulness. My duty is to reach out to others, to lift them up, not to focus on myself. Can we go ahead and put the picture up on the screen? Can I just tell you, this is what I always pictured in my heart of hearts that the upper room would look like. Doesn't that look huge? Can't you just see that with, with the wood beams going along the ceiling and the, 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 the round lights in the back and the different levels on the floor? The skylights I hadn't actually pictured, but I think that's a neat touch. So, but, you know, can't you picture the Last Supper taking place there if somebody besides da Vinci had painted it, you know? You can almost picture a table there with Jesus and the disciples sitting on it, can't you? It's beautiful. What that actually is, that's an inside picture of a bass guitar, an upright bass. I don't know, it looks a lot like this, only it's about six feet tall. Stand up, it would lean up against my shoulder, standing on the floor. I have no idea how he got this picture because as far as I know, there are no other holes in a base, or at least there aren't supposed to be. <laughs> but it's just one of those things that when I looked at it, it just caused me to shift my perspective. I looked at that picture when I very first saw it without realizing what it was, and I thought, you know, that's a room where I would like to spend some time. And it turns out that I already have. <laughs> I just didn't know it. It caused me to change my perspective. I love it. Here's what happens for David in Psalm 109. He refocuses attention on who he's speaking to, the Almighty God. And this is what he says, you, sovereign Lord, help me for your name's sake. Out of the goodness of your love, deliver me, for I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. David, remembering who God is and his never-ending faithfulness, has no doubt that God is going to answer his prayers. And he finishes up with verses 30 and 31. It says, with my mouth... I will greatly extol the Lord. In the great throng of worshipers, I will praise him, for he stands at the right hand of the needy to save their lives from those who would condemn them. A lot of the Psalms follow the same pattern. Openly taking your case before the Lord, saying it out loud so that it breaks its hold on you, and that, changes in fo and that change in focus from, from self to godly things, and then praise for answers that are already coming. Acknowledge the negative, focus on the positive. And we're going to look at some of the Psalms in here, because I, I just want to prove to you that, uh, let's see, find number one. I, I just want to go through some of these and just show you that, that literally every single emotion that you can think of is going to be in there. We're going to go, uh, first we're going to go to Psalm 34. If you have a, chance, a Bible, it's a great place to go. Go there. We're going to start out with verse 4. It says, I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, 
I prayed. What's he feeling? He's feeling desperation. In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. The angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. And then down at the bottom, he finishes up with, um, does anyone want to live a life that's long and prosperous? Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right and his ears are open to their cries for help. Are you feeling desperation? The Bible offers you this psalm as a way to give voice to it and as a way to remedy it. When you give it to God, when you say it out loud, it breaks its hold on you and wonderful things can come of it. Let's look at the second one. The second one was talking about refuge. We're going to go to Psalm 62, and we're going to start at verse number 3. It says, so many enemies against one man, all of them trying to kill me. This guy's in a bad place right here. To them, I'm a broken down wall or a tottering fence. They plan to topple me from my high position. They delight in telling lies about me. They praise me to my face and curse me in their hearts. He has a remedy for this. In verse 5, he says, Let all that I am quietly wait before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. My victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. Isn't that awesome? Not only do you give vent to what it is that you're feeling, the desperation, the, the, the people that are coming out there to, to do you harm, you give voice to it, you, you tell about your fear. Who better to take it to than God? And God gives you the answer right there. Wait. Wait on me and my perfect timing. And I will answer all of your problems. Um, sorry, um, I did not mean to say um. That's a big capital no-no. You're not supposed to say um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, write that down. You'll need it for later. Just don't say um. I'll, I'll have it written up for you eventually if you want. I got too many things going on. Um, Suffer and fuck a dash. <laughs> Here's what happens. The darker emotions that we've been talking about, when you work your way through them, lead to other things. They lead to um, your change of perspective leads to hope, which we just talked about. My hope is in the Lord. And then eventually hope is going to, I'm trying to cut it down a little bit because I know we're running late. Um, hope leads to praise. Always leads to praise. So we're going to go to Psalm 126. It's very short. I'm going to read the whole thing. This is not one of those that follows the, 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 he has a change of heart and, you know, realizes who he's talking to. This is just a flat out song of praise. This is a great one. When you just wake up in the morning, thank you, God. I feel great. This is a wonderful one to go. Psalm 126, 
when the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter. We sang for joy. All the other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. Isn't that a perfect example of the, what God wants to do in your heart, the peace and the joy that he wants to give you that can be yours. So when you're feeling joy, that's a great one to do. And I think I saved the best for last. Um, I said it again. don't know why I did that. I think I saved the best for last. We're going to go to uh, number five. I love this one. We're going to start out right, right at first one. Remember what I told you? The first thing they do is take it to the Lord with God. Or, or take it to the Lord with prayer. Verse 1. Oh, Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God. For I pray to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning. Each morning I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. When does this person pray? First thing in the morning. Probably right when they roll out of bed. That's it. First thing Take it to God. Give voice to what you're feeling. In this particular case, he said, listen to my cry for help. We don't know what's going on in his life that he needs help, but he needs help, and that's okay. Unspoken prayer requests are a huge part of what we do here. We don't have to know your circumstances to lift you up in prayer. That's what I, A lot of those uh, prayer request things that we get are for unspoken needs. And it's our joy and our pleasure to lift each and every one of them up to the Lord, put them in his hands, because he is the author and the finisher, and he will work everything out for his will and for his glory. Amen. Always does. And then, long about halfway through, he remembers who it is he's talking to. So he has that change of focus from self to things that are holy. Or faithful it says because of your unfailing love I can enter your house I will worship at your temple with deepest awe lead me in the right path O Lord or my enemies will conquer me make plain your way for me to follow and then it always leads to praise when you come through those two parts it always leads to praise he says and finally in verse 11 down there he says let all who take refuge in you rejoice let them sing praises forever. Spread your protection over them that all who love your name may be filled with joy. For you bless the godly, O Lord. You surround them with your shield of love. Surrounded with a shield of love. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? What's going to penetrate a shield? Nothing. And the reason why he's putting that shield around us is because he loves us. Absolutely. So th uh, the things that I want you to remember this morning, feelings are okay. It's not feelings themselves that are necessarily a problem. It's what you do with them that's important. Take your feelings to God. Take them to God. Take them to him. First thing, do not hesitate. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Take it right to God. Take it right to God. Cut out the middleman as it were. Take it right to him. Be honest. 
to God about what you're feeling. And then number two, shift your focus from yourself to things that are holy, to remembering who God is and what he has done and why you can put your trust and your faith in God. And number three, never fail to end with praise because God is great and worthy to be praised. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is all that I have for you this morning. Did anybody get anything out of that? I hope. Okay, let's, let's give the Lord an ovation. And let's, let's, leave out of here, let's leave out of here with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this time that we've had here this morning. Lord, I just pray that you would just be with us as we go through our day and through the rest of our week. Lord, help us to find someone else and lift you up. Help us to point someone else to you this week. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, amen. amen. All right, guys, you're free.